Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Hey, podcast listeners, Amy Irvine here, CEO, founder, and financial planner at Rooted Planning Group. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. We hope uh, you have been enjoying our series on estate planning. This is episode four of that series. If you missed the first episode, first three episodes, you can go back and listen at any point in time. The first one was on estate planning basics. The second one was where I dug into some beneficiaries, wills, and probate. And the third one, I talked about trusts. And so today we're going to be talking about healthcare proxies. This will be a relatively short podcast in general, but it's um, it's an important topic in my opinion that a lot of people sort of overlook. And I think it's probably one of the most important documents in your estate. Before we go there, I'm still on my uh, find I'm still on my mission to find wineries that have the rooted theme in there. And I found rooted vine wine tours out of Santa Barbara. So this isn't a particular uh, winery, but it's a tour. Now, when I looked at their website, I'm like, wish I had known about that not too long ago. But uh, if you're going to be out in the Santa Barbara area, then (laughs) maybe consider them for your wine tour uh, extravaganza. Because like I said, I'm just exploring different things that have that same rooted theme uh, invented in them. So Hop on over to their website, Rooted Vine Wine Tours, if you're going to be in the Santa Barbara area. Thank you for entertaining my uh, mission to find wineries that have the same rooted theme throughout the month of June. We'll be moving on to a different theme in July, but it was fun, and I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. And before we dig into this episode, I'm not an attorney. I need to tell you that. I think you know that, and I cannot provide legal services. I'd like to thank Encore State's a team for providing me with a great deal of the guidance and educational language used in this podcast, as well as the other three podcasts. So shout out to those folks for making my job a little bit easier and providing me with a language that doesn't cross the line, you know, providing legal advice. So digging into healthcare proxies, what is a healthcare proxy? Well, the healthcare proxy names a person or people that will make healthcare decisions for you if you cannot. 
the type of person you name here would need to be able to make decisions during very difficult and emotional times. And you will have the ability to state your end of life and organ donation wishes in this document as well. We recommend that you not just name one person as your primary, but generally two to three successor names as well in order of preference. So what should you be thinking about when you think about your healthcare proxy? Well, some of it could be as sad as end of life decisions. So obviously this could provoke or evoke some strong feelings. So some thoughts that you may want to be thinking about, again, I know this is a very tough, tough subject, but if there is any reasonable hope for full recovery, um, you will be kept alive. That's an option. A medical facility can let you die, but they cannot kill you. So you have to be thinking about, you know, what happens if you are getting near the end of your life? You should have a conversation with your loved ones about your feelings here. If you try to address all scenarios, rest assured you won't. There's always something so be thinking about, you know, what would you want to have happen if you're at that end of life? And here's some things that you might want to think about. So you can select not to prolong your life. That's certainly an option. This is what's often called as pulling the plug. There are two broad circumstances that this action is considered. One is when the person is in a state of permanent unconsciousness and two is when the person has a terminal condition. So the options that you might want to think about are to prolong life, but take all measures to just keep your life going under all circumstances. So you know, under no circumstances, technically pull the plug, but that, or it'd be not to prolong life, any circumstances, if you do not want your life prolonged, if you're permanently unconscious or have a terminal condition, you could say not to prolong life if you're permanently unconscious. So if you do not want your life prolonged, if you're permanently unconscious, but you would if you had a terminal condition. You could say not to prolong life if you have a terminal condition. So if you do not want your life prolonged if you have a terminal condition, but you do if you're permanently unconscious. Well, then the next one is not to prolong your life at other. You may have different selections here. You may, you know, have a particular layout that you'd like to run that is specific to that particular area. You can also pick things like artificial nutrition and hydration, receiving artificial nutrition and hydrate. I, I can't even say the word. Hydration can prolong your life. And depending on your wishes, this could be a good thing or a bad thing. And you may want to select those wishes. You probably want relief from pain. You can select to have adequate treatment for relief um, at all times, even if it hastens your death. You can also name uh, gifts at death that are, uh, like, for example, you can say certain body parts um, that you would like to gift once you pass away. You can state what parts of your body, if any, what you would like to give. And, you know, it's there's kind of some categories that it falls under. Some people will say, take whatever you want. I don't need it anymore. Or I doubt they'll want any of my stuff, but you can have it. Uh, that's certainly one uh, thing that people I've heard people say or I've seen in documents. Um, I don't want to be a cadaver on you know, some medical student's table, but you're willing to give some organs or if it's going to be you know, saving somebody's life, you could say, I only want to give if it sounds like um, you know, it's, it's going to be life-saving to somebody else. Or you could say, please don't donate any of my 
gifts. I would prefer that not be done. You can also state why you would want gifts given. The most common answer is I don't care what they are used for. Uh, I, I will be gone. But you can specifically say transplant, therapy, research, education are all of the above if you want to. And these terms are used in a number of states. So depending on your state, it can have a varying meaning. So for example, we have seen therapy defined in you know different ways. So just again, make sure that you understand what your state, what your state says. You may also have other wishes like around mental health treatment. So some examples of mental health treatments include admission to and retention at medical health facilities, psychiatric medications, and even electro um, electronic convulsion treatment. So again, you can be very specific in your healthcare proxy. The most common answer to that uh, particular area is that your healthcare agent or attending physician can make the decision on your behalf. Your, uh, some of your advanced directives can also specifically uh, say that you will or will not have an autopsy. So if you would like to like to state whether or not you want that, it can be in there. You can also get into some of your final documents, can get into not necessarily your healthcare proxy, but you can get into some final documents around burial and funeral. So especially when it comes to like cremation or um, embalmment, that might be something that you want to make pretty clear. And if not your some of your proxies, at least some kind of document that you'll want set aside. Of course, your advanced directives can have things like do not resuscitate directives in there. If you have a formal DNR, uh, please make sure that that's noted somewhere in your health cap proxy so that your agent knows that or, you know, make sure that they know where that document is. The documents are not um, something that a lot of physicians have on file, so don't depend on your physicians to have something like that. We're going to also be thinking about your HIPAA. Um, so HIPAA documents, HIPAA stands for Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. The act mandates how your health information is protected and who can disclose who it can be disclosed to. These two documents are important at any age, actually, from 18 up. And when they are documents that, well, the HIPAA document is one of the few documents that does not uh, die with you. So like your power of attorney and your healthcare proxy, once you're gone, those are gone too. Like you can't continue making financial decisions once you pass away as the power of attorney, you have to either get appointed as executor, administrator, or you're the trustee of the trust. But uh, the document does go on past your life expectancy. So if you need to get uh, particular documents from the somebody's doctor, or if you're trying to do some additional research, then the HIPAA document will allow you to get that kind of information. And again, this is a document that I would say is good for everybody from age 18 up. One side note, check with your state. Some states will require your child under the age of 18 to give you certain authorizations as well. For example, the state of New York, once your child is over older than 12, there is some consent requirements. And I'll put a link in the show notes uh, with regards to that. I don't want to dig into it for those that aren't New York State that don't want to have to listen to all that. But do dig into your own state and ask your physician if you have a child that's over the age of 12, but under the age of 18, if there's any consent that you should be over. That's a wrap for this particular podcast today. Thank you so much for joining the show today. We hope you enjoyed it very much. And 
If you did, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends, rate us on iTunes so that more people can find us like you did. Again, a shout out to TJ Mian at Mian Media. We sure appreciate all the faux pas fixes that you did for us and the blending that took place during the production of this podcast. Thank you so much. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.